everyone, this is Leslyn Keith. I'm president of the board of directors at the Lipedema Project and director of research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from a presentation by Siobhan Huggins at our Innovative Solutions for Lipedema and Lymphedema virtual symposium that was held in October 2021. Siobhan Huggins is a budding researcher and had been diagnosed with lipedema herself earlier in 2021. In this excerpt, she describes the different features of lipedema that may respond to treatment and her hope for the future. To start, lipedema is a fairly newly identified condition as it was only described and named in 1940. That does seem like a long time ago, but uh, in terms of research, that's actually pretty young. And that means that research into lipedema is only just beginning. So where we're at is not where we'll end. I can pretty much guarantee you that. We don't currently have a solid number of how many people have lipedema, but estimates can go as high as one in nine adult women in the U.S. So it's definitely not rare. Along with that, nearly all with lipedema are women, although men have been reported to rarely develop it in cases usually associated with hormonal dysfunction. Lipedema's most noticeable symptom is fat growing disproportionately on the lower body, particularly in a female type distribution, such as on the hips and thighs and legs, although sometimes it can occur on the arms in some cases as well. There are a few different patterns of fat growth, but regardless of where, the fat is often sore and painful, resulting in lipedema being called a painful fat disorder. Lipidemic fat is also resistant to weight loss. Let's say someone with lipedema, like you or me, makes healthy lifestyle changes and begins to see fat loss as a side effect. They may find that they lose fat easily from their waist, but not in lipidemic areas like their legs or thighs, or just less so. There have been reports of this, even if the person is starved to the point of emaciation, the lipidemic fat is still hanging around and it's not acting like normal fat does. Fragile blood vessels can also be found in lipidemic tissue, which can result in very easy bruising, sometimes from impacts so minor the person doesn't even remember what may have happened to cause it. And going on to management now, there are a variety of methods that can be placed in a couple of general categories. First, there are methods that target lymphatic function, which aim to help encourage fluid out of lipidemic areas to reduce swelling and pain. Exercises like yoga or swimming can be used along with compression garments, lymphatic massage, and others. Because lipidemic fat is often resistant to typical weight loss efforts, methods to reduce fat mass in lipidemic areas can also be used, like liposuction or lipidema reduction surgery. These can be helpful if the fat is impairing mobility or impacting quality of life in other ways. Lipidemic fat can also contain fibrotic nodules, which we'll get far more into later, but they're essentially a type of scar tissue within the fat, and this can be targeted through specialized massage, ASTEM therapy, or surgery to remove the scar tissue directly. And there are many other strategies beyond the few that I mentioned, including psychological strategies and things like that. And all of this kind of contradicts the view that there's nothing you can do with lipedema. I've noticed that's kind of a common thought. I mean, it's just not true. There's plenty of things that people can do to increase their quality of life when living with lipedema. And there's another one that is worth talking about. Nutrition. <laughs> Nutrition as a management strategy for lipedema was previously thought to be largely if not entirely ineffective, perhaps due to the focus on weight loss through methods like calorie restriction, which don't tend to be helpful for reasons we'll discuss. But if the strategies we just outlined target pain relief and swelling and lymphatic function and fibrosis reduction, is there any reason to believe that nutrition could also help with these? 
As it happens, there's at least one nutritional strategy that has shown promise. Some people following this diet for lipedema were sharing notable improvements from changing what they chose to eat. Less swelling, less pain, and improved quality of life. All things worth noting for sure. And the diet in question is a ketogenic diet. And earlier this year, a paper by our very own Leslin and Catherine was published discussing the potential use of this way of eating for lipedema treatment due to people seeing such profound improvements. They also discuss possible reasons why keto might be helping, so I'd recommend giving it a read if you haven't already, as it's likely a good companion for this presentation, actually. Although I fear we're only just beginning to understand lipedema and still have a long way to go to full understanding, I hope we continue to learn more about different management strategies and why they actually work. It can be tempting to find a solution that seems to work well and just stop there because, I mean, job done. But there are benefits to remaining curious and trying to find out all the details. For example, if we better learn the lay of the land and seek to understand the specifics of why a ketogenic diet may be helping with some aspect of symptom relief, then it may be possible to find shortcuts to the same result. In other words, find more efficient management strategies so that people can find relief faster. Thank you, Siobhan, for that wonderful synopsis of what research has shown us thus far about lipedema. And it is a very young area of study, as you have said. And if you found this excerpt interesting, remember you can purchase the recordings of this and all of the other amazing presentations from each of our virtual symposiums by visiting our website, lipedema-simplified.org and clicking on the Lipedema Symposiums button. And a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. 